You are listening to Not the Nine O'clock Views. A discussion podcast about everything airsoft and shooting related by two guys and their British accents. Presented by your hosts, Arius Alipour and Timothy Selby. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about can trauma affect the enjoyment of playing airsoft? This is specific towards military and also technically in some standard uh, civilian based trauma, like uh, being anxious and stuff like that. Tim has uh, brought in a special guest for us. Yes. Would you like to introduce uh, our guest? Please, please um, allow me to introduce a good friend of mine, even though we haven't spoken in a long while, but um, his call sign is Woodcock. His name is Jay Irwin. And we, when I first played Airsoft in the US, Jay was there. He is also to blame for the name he had given me, which is Pornstash. There we go. You, hey, you Jay. need to explain. Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Pornstash is fine. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to give me a nickname I'm not going to enjoy. I already oh, have yeah, one. but uh... Trust me, it's going to happen. If you don't have one, we'll wait till maybe yeah. a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then nah, you'll have I'm one. Good. Yeah, the, I have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the key is having, you know, someone's got to, you, you've got to earn your call sign, right? So Exactly. Uh, it just can't be given. You can't make it up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, like a lot of YouTubers so, uh, who just give themselves a name, uh, right? See, see yeah. I kind of made mine, but it's based on how people see me. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's got to change. That's really got to change. Okay, but so, yeah, so, I, I remember Jay asking me that question. He was like, "So, what? What do they call you in in Hong Kong?" Is um, uh, uh, Tim? No, no, no. Tim. Like, like, what do they call you in game? <laughs> like, if they had to like call you a call sign, I'm just like, um. Uh, Red Tim, Wolf, um, Tim. And he says, no, no, that is not good enough. And then I agree. Was that born. wasn't good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, let's, um, let's, let's uh, bring the subject uh, back, shall we? Sure. Yes, so of Arias course. mentioned, can trauma affect the enjoyment of playing airsoft? And I have to inform everybody, Jay um, was in the military. Can you give um, people a bit of background of yourself, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was in the Army for 10 years. I was a armored cavalry captain. So I was on, uh, did both light and heavy um, reconnaissance and uh, basically armor. So mm-hmm. I was on the M1A1, the M1A2 tank, the M3A2 Bradley or cavalry Oof. fighting vehicle. And That's then I was cool. also a Humvee scout platoon leader. Uh, went yeah. to the scout platoon leader course, Mount Warfare School, um, Cav Leaders course. So a, a bunch of schooling in my time and multiple deployments to both peace, peacekeeping and uh, combat deployments. So, yeah. Don't mm. screw with Jay. That's what yeah, I'm Don't learning. screw with Jay. And how long have you been playing <laughs> Airsoft now? Uh, I kind of got into it uh, remotely back in 07. Um, I, I came across Oof. some guys that uh, wanted to kind of get into airsoft and they were looking for someone more to train them and just like give them the basics so that they could, uh, conform their team. Mm. And so that's kind of where my call sign Woodcock came from that that's right around the time the, uh, the movie, Mr. Woodcock came out mm. and, yeah, uh, I, I put these guys, I, I put these guys through the ringer. So I was, uh, <laughs> you know, in 07, I had, I'd gotten out of the, uh, out of the army in 05. So I was still pretty salty. Um, 
And so a very sarcastic type individual and, um, yeah. you know, put these guys through, I literally have them do PT and then we, we go run a bunch of, uh, different, uh, contact, uh, action contact drills and stuff like that. So they, they kind of gave me that name just cause I was, <laughs> I guess you'd say a dick. Um, <laughs> a woodcock. Yeah, it, 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 it stuck. It, it stuck, and uh, so I got out of it. I got back into uh, airsoft probably around 2011. Got out of it again, and then uh, Rob Menor from uh, Kaiju, uh, he yeah. worked for Red Wolf, and then uh, Valken pulled me and screaming back into the game in 2014. Ah, yes. And uh, then my son got involved in 2015. So we've been playing really steadily since then. Yes. And if you don't know anybody, uh, folks, uh, just let you know, Jay, and uh, who's Woodcock, and Stone, who's his son, are on Instagram, and you can follow them. What is your, uh, what is how, what do people search for, for your Instagram? Yeah, so Woodcock underscore Stone. There we so, go. Yeah, um, easy to find. Yeah, there we go. And let's, again, circle back to the, um, uh, to the subject matter. Now, I've had this thought in my mind about bringing this topic to uh for to areas for in fact for quite a while we've we've had it just float been floating there for maybe half a year and i'm glad that you're here to talk about this uh, um have uh, i'm not sure if you've ever had first-hand experience on this or i'm sure you probably know people that may have can uh, do they play airsoft uh who is they um folks that have yes people with trauma yeah so myself uh i am actually uh service connected through the va with uh ptsd um there's you know obviously different percentage of connection levels um you know mine was about 30 percent uh ptsd uh connected and so myself uh i've i've i have faced obviously combat trauma and you know to each person, you know, that trauma is going to be different. It's going to manifest itself in different ways. And so, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm no doctor. Um, but I, I think it's, it's very important for, um, first off for people that, that have, uh, trauma to, um, you know, they've got to accept it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, you know, unfortunately they, it is defined as a mental disease, um, but it doesn't mean it has to control your life, you know? Um, so I, understand I, I think that. first part of it is people have to come to grips with the reality that they do have trauma that they have to deal with. And then they obviously at that point, you know, once they can kind of come to grips with it, they need to, you know, obviously uh, in most cases go get, uh, you know, clinical help, be able of to course. move past it. Mm. And, uh, is there a place that they can go if for some, I'm not sure if how many, or what kind of viewers that we have, or if somebody who is viewing this, that could potentially, is there a place that they can go, um, uh, which is safe for them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, any, any clinical mental health facility is going to be safe. Um, I think there's obviously a lot of people that are afraid to to go check into some of these places. They've watched too many movies where people check in and they never check out <laughs> kind of, kind of a uh, scenario. But, um, mm. you know, for those military guys, I've always been 
um, a strong proponent of the VA system. I, I, you know, we've had here in the U.S. We we've had our rash of problems with the VA, but um, I've navigated five different VA systems um, from Memphis to uh, Johnson City, Tennessee to Little Rock, Arkansas, over here into Oklahoma, and I can say that without a doubt that every VA I've been to, um, I've always gotten very, very good treatment. Uh, I've never felt like um, I was left uh, unattended or uh, that I couldn't get the help um, that I identified to uh, the VA that I couldn't get the help that I needed. So I've been very fortunate that I I think the other thing is, you know, obviously those people with, strong support structures, um, you know, A, their family or B, their friends, um, you know, those folks are, are in many cases going to do better than those mm-hmm. folks that don't have that support structure. And I that's see. what we see with a lot of the younger guys getting out of the military, whether it be Canadian Armed Forces or American Armed Forces is, um, you know, my experience uh, in the time in the military, um, a lot of these young men and women come from broken homes, small towns, uh, where they don't have much of a support structure and quickly get whipped up and sent overseas on a deployment of some sort where a trauma can occur. And when they do come home, you know, I I think the military uh, is still somewhat lacking in the reintegration of uh, combat soldiers back into regular society. So, yeah. And uh, for for the, I'm and I'm glad you brought this up. You you mentioned that you there's a percentage that you fall under, which is thirty percent. And so mm-hmm. when you jump into games like airsoft, when it because I've known you to play in American Milsim games, mm-hmm. and they can be pretty intense in that aspect. Um, I mean, only for me, because I've never felt games like that before. Those are like different levels for me. But for someone sure. such as yourself that has been through that, how has it been for you? Yeah, you know, I, I think, again, I, I think the big thing is um, kind of like we talked prior to the show is uh, I can't speak for everybody else. Um, everybody's uh, obviously level of trauma that they face, the type of trauma that they faced, um, how they deal with that trauma uh, is completely different uh, from one person to the next. Um, you know, you've got to understand, I've, I've been um, dealing with my PTSD since 05, late 05. And so, you know, it was one of those things where it was uh, apparent to my, my wife and my family that there was an issue. Um, and and those stemmed from, you know, basically everything from anxiety to depression to, um, you know, anger, anger management issues to, um, you know, not having much desire to spend time with them. Uh, you know, it was just a flurry of different, different, um, type of situations that, you know, early on, um, you know, I thought it would be a good thing for myself to, to go get the help that I needed. So, you know, I'm, 
you got to figure it's 2021 now. So for 15 years now, I've been, you know, working closely with the VA to, you know, um, figure out the right medications that work best for me. And, um, you know, I've got a strong support structure, my family and my friends. And so, you know, I, I think at this point, mine's, mine's pretty, pretty good. You know, it's, it's not affecting my day in and day out ability to live and have fun. And so I feel very fortunate and blessed. And I know that there's, you know, we're still losing vets, uh, at a very high rate to suicide, um, due to a, a lack of, uh, proper reintegration into, you know, normal society. So it's, it's a very sad thing. I understand that. And, um, I'm sorry to, to even hear that. And, um, I remember from the very beginning when I started playing, joining the community that is Airsoft was a big deal to me. I felt very, very accepted. And, um, and when you're talking about a support structure, when you integrated yourself into the Airsoft community, did you feel support? Because I know for a fact that there are tons of tons of folks that you and Kaiju pointed out in big, big American Milsom games where those those folks were the general of the game was um had served in the military uh like the commander the the team leaders had served and everybody everybody had jumped in do did you feel the support of the airsoft community did that helped you yeah. in any way yeah I, I well look i you know again here's another time that i feel very fortunate and blessed you know i i came back in airsoft airsoft and uh, Milsim in 2014, you know, Rob had already known a lot of the people in the industry. So it's not like I just showed up at a random game, didn't know anybody. Um, you know, it was, it was a, a completely different level that, that I got the opportunity to come into the hobby at, you know, and so, um, you know, it's not going to be as easy for some vets, you know, I, I've, one of the big things that we try to do on our page, on our Instagram page is, you know, first off, bring um, original content that, you know, is is um, just about a father and a son, you know, mm. and, and Airsoft happens to be the vehicle that that drives our desire to see um, more people spend time with their kids. I, I think there's too many latchkey kids in America and, and probably throughout the world that um, need to have their parents spend more time with them. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. It's so, amusing because I actually got to know who you are and your son through your Instagram. And the reason I was latched onto that account and all your content was because I could see it was a father son duo. And yeah. that, 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 that was something that I hadn't seen. As you said, it was original to the point where. I don't know anyone else who does. I, I'm sure there are, but oh, yeah. from from the coverage that I got from what I was exposed to, it, it was one thing. Whenever someone said Wood, Cock, and Stone, I thought, oh, the father-son duo. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, when when Tim said Jay, I was like, who's Jay? Uh, there are loads of Jays. Uh, and he said Woodcock. So, ah, oh, is, is that the father or the son? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, actually, actually, Kevin's uh, middle name is Stone, and he kind of earned his call sign because he's just he's a very humble, kind, and quiet personality. 
Um, he's a ro- he's, rock he's, in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, he is a uh, he. Like when you see him smile, for me, that is like the biggest joy. You know, obviously, I've got a lot of joys, and and uh, again, I'm blessed and fortunate. But one of the big things for me is when I see him actually really smile. Like you know, he 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 puts on some smiles, but when I can always tell when he's really really happy, and yeah. Uh, that's the world to me. Like, you know, uh, you know, just like my eight year old daughter does things that when I see her light up, those are things that are between me and her. And so with Mm. things like with stone, um, there's things that I, you know, I can tell that, you know, like when we got to do a helicopter ride together, a helo ride and shoot BBs out of a helo. That's a cool. It was down at, yeah, it was down at, uh, eight, seven, eight airsoft in Waxahachie, Texas. Um, Chad Holtz and, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Arkey, uh, they run that field down there and, and, um, they brought in a guy named Larry Dotson, Dobson, and he brought his MD 500 and it was without a doubt. I, I such I'm a sure you were experience. Both. Mm. It, yeah, you I'm know, sure you both it, were smiling. It, it was, it was amazing. Mm. So, <laughs> and that healer yeah. rides actually on our Instagram page. If you go way you back go. in the, uh, go way back in the, um, the, the, the uh, further down in the, in the page, you'll see a, yeah. a quick, short, you know, uh, blip of it. And uh, he's an amazing pilot. Uh, we're actually mm-hmm. going to use. Well, I can't say anything about that yet. Um, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to to say anything about that. But, oh, that's uh, fine. No, 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 it's yeah. okay. Um, we'll we'll stick to what <laughs> with that. Uh, everybody, check yeah, it out yeah. and um, Woodcock underscore Stone. Um, yeah. So you must be really proud of your son to how far he's come you know since he was like half the size of you playing airsoft now yeah and you know look i you know when man um again i'm very fortunate blessed to have american milsim um who's run by uh Bo and jp back Mm -hmm. then it was rick and and frosty um you know i had gone to jp and and luckily I, I knew them well enough that I, I, you know, I asked, I said, Hey, is there any way my 11 year old can come out to a big event? And, uh, he goes, well, let me think about it. And then he came back with a, a, a very defined list of rules beyond the normal rules rule set that, hmm. that we had to follow. And so, uh, any, t- I had to be with him on the field at all times. So if he got hit, I was going to walk off with him. If I got hit, he had to walk off of me. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the amazing thing about him is uh, he proved himself very, very quickly. Uh, he followed mm-hmm. all the rules. Um, we, we did have an issue where after his first big Nilsson game, there were guys that were complaining about uh, him playing. And if you know, if you go back and look at those pictures, you can see that, you know, uh, he's as tall as me now, but he's very, very thin. Um, yeah, I wish I was as thin as him sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> he, uh, very, very thin. And even so back in that time, he didn't really start growing tall until probably 2018 ish, 2017. Mm-hmm. And so he, all of the pictures you can see, like he, especially as his first game, he was tiny. And yeah. so everybody was, you know, we had some people out there complaining that, they didn't want to shoot him because he was, he, you know, he looked like such a small kid. And uh, Don't worry, he can I, take it. Yeah, I, I, told, <laughs> I told JP, I said, hey, bring any of them, 
you know, I'm not going to have a confrontation with anybody, but I, you know, I'd like to talk to those people and reassure them that, you know, if you don't shoot him, he's going to shoot you. So <laughs> um, you have a choice, you know, and, mm. and he takes his hits, he calls his hits. He, uh, mm. you know, but just watching his, uh, his, his own POV camera, you know, watching his, uh, his skill set develop over the last five or six years now, uh, you know, it, it's totally relatable to him with real steel firearms. So I see. we go to the range and, you know, I'm not having him shoot a size targets, you know, an a target, um, from a holster, you know, I'm having this kid drill three inch circles at, at a distance of, you know, 15 meters. And I want him all on the, the three inch hole, you know, that's mm. the kind of work he's doing. So, um, you know, a lot of that, I think we, we've seen Robo from Canada who, yes. um, who has made the transition with firearms, uh, you know, from airsoft to firearms. And we've seen, uh, the young man from Japan, uh, be able to do it with airsoft. So I, you know, yeah. I think that's a whole nother discussion using airsoft yes. as a, as a training tool, but, um, you know, back to kind of where we were at with this discussion is I, I think one of the, the positive things for me was, uh, having been in a leadership role in a Milsim event, um, like American Milsim or even Overwatch Tactics here in the States, um, it's given my son the ability to see who I was, uh, when I was in the military, you know, like mm-hmm. leading people and, and doing the, uh, you know, the planning work and seeing how to put, you know, a plan together for a team. And so it, uh, it, it's given him, the ability to, to see somebody that he didn't never saw that side of me because he was too young. Uh, he was actually six months old when I got back from Iraq the first time. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's a different side of him or of me that he gets to see. So that's another, you know, a great thing that I I like about the airsoft and the Milsim itself. Mm. And it is a beautiful relationship. Please, um, check them out. Um, on Instagram, uh, Woodcock underscore Stone. And Jay, it's been lovely, lovely, lovely talking to you again. And again, um, thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, To kind of wrap this all up, I don't know how much time we have left, but I I think the big thing is kind of like we talked about originally, everybody's trauma is different. Um, I can't say that everybody that has had trauma that airsoft would be positive for, right? I, I can't, mm-hmm. uh, it, it would be, um, you know, remiss for me to be able to say that. What I can say is I, I think it's worth, um, you know, prior service vets, combat vets, LEO, you know, all those guys that are in, you know, kind of every day put their, put themselves in harm's way that if they do have an interest in firearms, you know, whether it be real steel, um, they should go out and at least give it, give airsoft a try. You know, there's too many local fields that you can go and spend a day playing and find out if it's right for you or not. And then, you know, even at that point, um, you know, you can go to a Milsom event uh, where they do start using smoke grenades and pyrotechnics and, you know, give it a shot. Um, again, if it, you know, I, I think the key is to know when you're being triggered. That was a big thing for my wife, um, to understand when she can look at me now and tell when I'm being triggered, if I'm in a big crowd, 
if I'm around a lot of people, if it's really, really noisy, um, she can tell that I'm when I'm getting triggered and she is very good now about um, just saying, Hey, why don't you go take a walk? You know, why don't you go outside, get some air or whatever. And so I'm not saying that it's going to be right for everybody. uh, And I'm not saying it's not right for everybody. What I'm saying is it's going to come down to each individual to decide. And the only way you can decide is going and trying it. And, um, you know, if you go to a Milsim event after you've played, a local field in the local field you're fine at, but you go to a Milsim event and due to those pyrotechnics or kind of the more Mils, you know, the military simulation of it is too much for you, then don't be afraid to say, Hey, look, I, you know, this isn't for me. I, I just like playing local fields, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, we're all broken a little bit in some way, shape or form or another. Right. <laughs> so uh, exactly. Yeah. Find- it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you don't have to be, and you just got to find uh, what what can work for you. And so, yeah. I, you know, I challenge uh, everybody out there, whether you've had trauma or, it, you know, you think you've just are recently thinking about getting an airsoft. There's ways to do it where it doesn't break the bank. Uh, you can have a great time. I mean, it's come down to it for me. It's more about um, seeing my friends that I've developed from game to game. And getting to do the road trip with my son and spending quality time with him. So, you know, it's not so much the slinging BBs anymore uh, as it is, you know, I I prefer now not to lead a team, but to go out and kind of help younger players or young leaders um, wherever I can to try to make suggestions on how they can um, maybe uh, change something up to have a, a different outcome, a better outcome, right? Because uh, I'm not the end all be all of of uh, all of this stuff. I, I, you know, if I see something that that works, I try to suggest it to somebody, but um, doesn't mean it's going to work for that person either. So, um, but you know, just some of the smaller, easier things that that people can give a, sh- a try to, um, you know, whether it be. Uh, changing up their kit a little bit, whether it be changing the style of their play, whether it be, you know, learning some, some, uh, some different skill sets to be a little bit better play on the field. So yeah, give it a try. You'll have a good time. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you so much for giving us an insight into, um, well, your trauma and how you were able to deal with it, your relationship with your son, uh, how airsoft has been a huge part of it, especially in the military side, the Milsim side. Um, as he said, it's not for everyone. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying this is not for me. Um, in fact, it's something that a lot of people find discouraging is to, you know, to own up to say, Hey, this is, <laughs> this is not for me. Uh, it's like, who, who are you trying to, who are you trying to impress it? It's a game. It, it's for you to enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, don't do it. it it's, it's as simple as that. You're not going to, hurt anyone's feelings unless it's like a huge team of you decide to leave a milsim and that's like half the teams like cut down that that's a different story that's not even related um but yes thank you so much um obviously as as tim's been saying they're on instagram um woodcock underscore stone it's it's an awesome instagram uh compared to most uh sfla instagrams it's <laughs> definitely you. one no I, i'm this is an opinion it's not a sales pitch <laughs> it is one of the instagrams to follow um, and on that note, uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tim, for bringing this interview to uh, Not the Nine O'Clock Views. <laughs> what? Barking in the background. Oh, no. 
Fucking man. Yeah, don't forget Jim, says the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget me. And on that note, uh, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from Aris and Tim, don't forget to follow them both on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.